Coming to you from beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona, this is the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Join us as we take a deeper dive into mead and mead culture. All right, here we go. We are back for one final... I sounded really like annoyed right there. Yeah, I don't sound so excited. Hey, everybody. Are you ready for another episode of the Meadcast? Yes, There we go. All right, coffee's kicking in now. Thank you, Press. So we're here with the Brewers for one more episode. Um, hopefully more in the future, but one more episode in the series for our Dragon Tea Meads. Uh, we've got Charlie Clinton Perez left to right uh, as we're watching here on the live stream, which we've got going right now. Um, you probably miss it if you're listening to this now. I'm just kidding. There's no live stream. Um, that would be cool. Uh, would it be cool? No. Mm, Ra- okay. Raise your hand if you would like this to be a live stream like video. Oh, Clint. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's where a lot of people are making money now. Way so. to the camera. Yeah, yeah. Live, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of people are making money with live streams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw this this one girl. She's a, like a like a high school age. I'm Trust me, this is going in the right way. But she, she has this uh, like show called Only Pans mm. instead of Only Fans. And she like cooks meals like... Yeah. I don't know. Nice. I'm going to cut that out. That was... I've seen that. It's relatable, ah. oh, I guess. Okay, yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, live streams. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, uh, we're here to talk about uh, number four of four in our Dragon Tea Mead series. And this one is... I'd, whoa, oh, train. <laughs> Choo-choo. I'd have to look at the numbers, and we probably will look at the numbers once Toothless is gone which is very soon. In fact, if you're listening to this, you probably missed it unless you can find it somewhere in a bottle shop around uh, the state. But I don't know which one sold faster, Falcor or Toothless. I still think my vote would be Falcor. Yeah. Could have just been because it was the first one, though. Mm, yeah. 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 Good. You're defending Toothless. You're like, he's okay, Toothless. It's just because you were for, you were last. Yeah. Yeah. No, that absolutely could be the the case. But do you guys agree that Falcor went faster? I think so. Yeah. Okay. We're all in agreement. All right. So it wasn't even close. Sorry, Toothless. But uh, Charlie's got your back. Um, so I've already named what this mead is. It is Toothless, and there I found actually that this dragon might be the the one that. Um, at most was unknown as far as a name when I talked to people about it. And I think that might be just the age demographic uh, for this one because this one is the is the latest by far um, as far as like a character being created and, and put out there, right? I'm, I'm right on that, right? By far. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, because Falcor was Never Ending Story. Elliot was Pete's Dragon, which is the earliest, 1970s. Right. Uh, Smog, we learned, was what year? 1937. 1937. <laughs> uh, How to Train Your Dragon, 2010. 2010, yeah, yeah. So I by a, actually saw a that. good... Um, <laughs> when was Never Ending Story? 80-something. It had to be like 85, 86, I think. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, so by a good, you know... 25 years or so um toothless is anyway when i was talking to people about the about toothless um for our black tea dragon mead um 
every once in a while I'd have to explain like, oh, from how I how to train your dragon. They're like, oh yeah, and they'd recognize at least the name of the movie, yeah. um, and then you can picture that dragon. Um, speaking of which, I never actually saw How to Train Your Dragon. Did you guys see it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. No. So we got two. So me and Clint did not. Perez and, and Charlie, you guys saw it. Um, I think Perez, you saw all four. Like you would like. There's four of them. Well, no, no, no all, all four. The dragon movies. The dragon. <laughs> all the dragon needs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I went back and rewatched them because it had been so long. I wanted to have some you know reference points and a little insights, especially if we were doing these podcast episodes. I'd be like, did you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you how you, how you said that too. <laughs> did you know that oh, in the by the way, by the way, in the <laughs> filming of Elliot of Peach Dragon, seventeen coffees were needed for every. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I needed a new, uh, a good cry too after watching the first like 10 minutes of never ending story when oh, God. <laughs> yeah I, w- I thought that that uh, scene came much later in the movie but it's like 10 15 minutes <laughs> in when his his horse gets sucked in oh god fight Man. the sadness yeah that is this terrible i thought it was later in the movie too <laughs> if i had to think about it so kids in the theater like right off the bat like their parents are having to coddle them right like the first 15 i guess <laughs> Yeah, then, then then they're like kind of tired from crying. And they're yeah, like, might as well get it out of the way early, right? I guess so. Yeah, what was the name of the horse again? I think it was Artex. 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 Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Artex. Yeah. Oh, so oh, way way to bring us down here. Uh, but uh, but it actually, when it sunk down all the way, it ended up going into another world and living a great life and you know raised a family. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's called the understage. The understage. <laughs> oh. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to look that one up. Um, yeah, so that would be actually, I think that'd be fun. I, n- I don't know why I never thought about this, and I'll put this out to the listeners. Here's something you could do. If you perhaps uh, were able to grab all of the dragon meads, then it would be fun to pick out four evenings and watch the movie while drinking the mead. Oh my gosh. Maybe you guys have thought about that before, but I never thought about that. Yeah, like a movie night. Like mo- yeah, yeah, four different movie nights. Or a movie marathon, but God. Yeah, how long is uh, wow. the Smog Hobbit movie? Like three hours or something? Is it? Over, they, they made that into a trilogy. Yeah, three hours per... Okay, yeah, so pick one. Uh, but even just doing that four in a row, boy, um, that's a lot of mead. Um, but challenge accepted. Uh, now, the, yeah, it'd be great Yeah, to watch those movies. Um, would you pick... We're kind of going off on a little tangent there, but uh, Falcor, there's only one movie. Uh, I guess there was not another never ending story. Oh, there, there was, there was, was a two, two. three, there were three, I'm pretty sure. Oh, sir. Three. Oh, no. oh man, so and, just the first one. And the dragon and like the animatronics changed every time, and people oh. got more and more upset about the, <laughs> the look. Yeah, people do, right? You hold on to that, to that memory, and you're like, you're running it. Looking at you, Disney with Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Even uh, Pete, Pete's dragon, you know, oh, they did yeah. from the cartoon to the CGI. Oh god, that's got to be the big. Well, I guess The Hobbit is a pretty big difference, too, in movies, in the two movies. Uh, But, like, yeah, Pete's Dragon is way different. He's, like, some goofy cartoon thing. And then in Pete's Dragon, he's, like, kind of scary looking. Yeah, I mean, not quite as lovable. Yeah, definitely, yeah, away from the lovable side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I would say, yeah, pick NeverEnding Story 1. Pick the original 1970s uh, uh, Pete's Dragon. Pick... The cartoon Hobbit, and yes. then I know there's a couple of How to Train Your Dragons, but the first one would probably be be good enough. That's yeah. my professional suggestion. 
There we go. Anyway, I think that'd be great. Uh, sit down, you know, uh, you know, winter time co- coming up, cuddle up with, uh, you know, um, a nice bottle of mead and, and a cool movie and, and watch that. Sweet. All right. I'm doing that. All right. Let's get to this fourth dragon. Uh, so we had a white dragon, a green dragon, a red dragon, and now we have a black dragon, all associated with the tea colors. So white tea, green tea, uh, red tea, and now black tea. And so was there any thoughts uh, of different dragons out there to use with, with the black tea? Not a lot of black dragons out there. No? Oh. no. Well, at least not pop culture black dragons that are like, you know, super famous. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like there's maybe like a Warhammer 4K black dragon, something oh. like that, maybe. No? Oh. Not in 40K. You would probably have to go to Warhammer Fantasy or some kind of D&D, uh, something like that. That's what, that's what that's I That's not something that a lot of like people outside these little niche groups would know, so... Mm. Gotcha. What what are you talking about? <laughs> Me nerd. Is that... nerd stuff. Okay, nerd stuff. Okay, cool. But like video game stuff, yeah. or like or D and D, or what's? Yeah, there's like three headed black dragons. I'm sure, but it's like you know they probably have some weird name that no one's ever heard of. What color was Hydra? Isn't that like a three headed dragon or four headed dragon or something? It depends like that. on which version we're like talking Her- about. Oh, like Hercules. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I think a, it was just some, like they never described. Xena, the princess warrior comes in in a color, collaboration. But I think more nor we're more green normally. Okay, so I different guess, versions yeah. though. All right, so pretty easy decision then, I guess, for a pop culture yeah. dragon that is that is black is going to be toothless. Yeah, which is the lovable, I think lovable, um, I haven't seen this one, uh, I need to, uh, but the lovable dragon, um, but I did a little background on Toothless, and, uh, who's, you've seen it, mm-hmm. Perez, you saw it, did you guys see How to Train Your Dragon? I saw it, but it was, it's been a bit. Yeah, yeah, 20, 2010? 2010, yeah. Yeah, so that, god, man, 13 years ago. Time, time flies. flies. It does, it does, especially as you get older, uh, so I've heard. Um, and so, <laughs> I did a little research, and... Somehow, Toothless is like this type of dragon who is like the greatest of all dragons somehow or the most powerful or something like that. But like maybe it was like his hero's journey was accepting that and getting through like his, you know, issues. But I don't know. Anyway, I don't know anything about Toothless. Did it seem that way that he was... I think from what I remember was that he didn't have a writer. Like no one could, mm. you know, make that bond with him because he was such a unique dragon, you know, fastest, strongest, whatever it was. But because he didn't have uh, a human to, you know, be with him. Mm. Yeah, and, and no one was worthy right. until... I'm sure there's a lot of character arcs out there of, you know, they got to find someone who's willing to, you know, train the untrainable or... Yeah, tame the beast. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. So so uh, Black Tea, uh, Black Dragon is toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. And so Black Tea is, is um, when I think Black Tea, I think, uh, I think strong and caffeinated. Um, and so this was, this was something that um, maybe we'll talk about, about how you guys had to deal with, with the thought of, of something with, that's, you know, full flavor and, and full, you know, you know strength to it um but before that charlie what, what do you, you you look you looked up something no no which is agreeing oh. that this one had a little extra tea punch to it oh not, not like punch like fruit punch but <laughs> definitely put a little extra tea in this one compared okay. to the other ones 
Nice. And, and it's a specific type. There's probably a multitude of black teas out there. Um, this was what type of black tea? Earl Grey. We went with the Earl Grey on this one. Earl Grey. Right. And that was a kind of news to me when I thought Earl Grey for some reason. I don't know why. I'm not a big tea guy, but I thought of that as like a, a nighttime herbal tea when I thought of Earl Grey. And no, no, it's it's got a, a nice... It's breakfast tea. Yeah. Bre- see, breakfast tea. That's, yes. that's more what it is. And so... Um, so what gave it this, what gives it kind of the, the punch that you're talking about? Uh, just the, uh, the fact that it's the darker teas got a little bit more caffeine in it, I believe. And so um, that and we seeped it for a little bit longer than the others to, mm. um, you know, a little bit more bitter on the flavor. But we balanced that out with a nice citrus from the, uh, the bergamot oil that goes on the black tea and makes it the Earl Grey. Okay, so bergamot, the oil uh, from the bergamot fruit, uh, and uh, acting like I know this, I just learned from you guys this before we hit record. Um, the bergamot is an actual fruit that you use the, the the peel or the oil from, or I don't know the process. Do you guys know the process of getting that in there? I know it comes from, like you said, the peel is where the oil comes from, oh. not necessarily the juice or anything Gotcha. So yeah, this has got a, it's got a punch. Earl Grey tea. Are all Earl Grey teas? Do they all have this bergamot? Yes. To them? Otherwise, it won't be called Earl Grey. Okay. It's the gotcha. one defining feature of it. Yeah. Gotcha. Excellent. And now, not only that as a citrus note, um, but uh, and I want to come back to the tea uh, flavor in this mead. But uh, we also had another ingredient, um, which is one that I'm not familiar with uh, until now. And what's that ingredient? Yuzu. Uh, yuzu, yeah, Y U Z U. Um, so I I didn't know about that fruit before this. Did you guys? The only time I had seen it before was in sushi restaurants. You could get like a yuzu sauce, and oh. it's kind of infused with that same thing, infused with that citrus oil. Okay, all right, yeah, and it is a citrusy almost to me. We can talk flavor notes. Oh, yeah, let's talk flavor notes, I guess. Um, that the tea really comes out, like you said, Charlie, there's a punch and, and that was something that you guys did. You, you uh, steeped it for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, Used a little bit more of the uh, tea ingredient as well compared to the other dragon teas that we did. Okay. Uh, was there any, any reasoning or thought behind that? What was your thoughts when you were, when you were making that stronger? Was it because the other ones you wanted to kind of... Make this one stand out a little bit? Yeah, we wanted to separate it a little bit. And then because we knew we were going to be adding the citrus, we wanted something to that would be able to, uh, you know, stay on par with the stronger citrus oh. notes coming through. Cool. Nice. I love it. I, I actually, this is the first of the tea meads where, like I could taste definitely the green matcha tea in Elliot. Um, the white tea is very subtle, but it almost brought like the tannins to my tongue on that one. Uh, the red tea, I probably tasted it, but I'm not familiar enough with, with Rubos teas. But this toothless, when I drink it, I'm like, holy cow, that's a, yeah, that's a tea mead. So yeah, uh, mission accomplished on that one and, and, and beautifully done too. Some people might be thinking, I don't know about tea and an alcoholic drink, but if you think tea and honey, I mean, duh, <laughs> fits perfectly. Um, so what did you guys think, uh? Clinton Prez about about the tea ingredient on this one. I think you know to go along with the series to have uh, different variations of it. You know, especially when you look at sales, people love it. People love the um, you know the pop culture references and the flavors. I think you know having the balance of yeah 
typically the tea is going to give you some tannin, some bitterness, but trying to avoid overdoing it. Uh, and then having that balance of some sort of sweetness, whether it's from the honey or some fruits. Yeah. Got to work it in. Cool. Were you happy? Clint, excuse me. Were you happy with uh, with the tea on this one? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much what I had uh, expected. I, To be fair, I had never tasted yuzu before this mm-hmm. point. So I was like, huh, this is different. Yeah. So... Yeah, I hadn't either. And one of the tasting notes I got from that, uh, whether other people did or not, I'm not sure, but not just the citrus, but a specific citrus, um, more grapefruit uh, kind of flavor Mm. to me. So um, that tangy, I guess, would maybe be a word for it, like that I give for grapefruit, a little bit um, of a citrus. I keep using tart. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was going to say bitter, and I'm like, not bitter, but something different. Tart. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tart kind of grapefruit flavor. Did you guys get any of that or something different? Yeah. It's kind of a a mandarin orange Mm. slash grapefruit with maybe even a little lime in there. Oh, yeah. 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 I could see that. Yeah. Because limes have that tartness to them. Mm -hmm. Little pucker factor. Right. Pucker up and give Toothless a kiss. Wow. Caffeine's kicking in. Wee. <laughs> Wee. Uh, so this was the fourth one. Were there any lessons that you guys took from the previous three uh, when when looking to, to create this, this final, uh, fourth and final mead? I would say starting small with any ingredient uh, that we add into it. You know, kind of like with cooking, you don't want to say, oh, add in, you know, tablespoon of salt and then realize, oh, that was too much. Now what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, especially when we're dealing with new new types of tea or new types of juices that we hadn't used before, um, you know, kind of easing our way into it to figure out where we want it to fall in. And we can always add more, but can't take it out after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's been a theme too. In fact, I was listening to one of our episodes on the way over talking about that, about, yeah, you can you can always add more, but you can't take it out. So that's an important lesson, um, lesson for sure, uh, with, with a lot of things um, in life. That's a, that's a metaphor for life. <laughs> no, go full throttle, YOLO. Um, cool. So this one was one of our bestsellers. Um, it was the fourth in the series. So I think you guys knocked it out of the park with the flavor profile and the taste of this because being the fourth, like Charlie said, you you know, the first one probably went fast. You would think the fourth one, people are kind of like, okay, you know, we got the dragons, you know, maybe a little, a little, I don't know, burnout on it. I don't know if that's even a thing, but, uh, but this one, this one surpassed it, it out. It almost, um, outsold smog. Uh, or didn't outsell, but uh, it almost was out before smog, uh, mm-hmm. just barely uh, stayed longer. And it has, and it, uh, I guess it's to be determined. We don't know yet which is going to go, but it almost uh, Elliot as well. Um, but Elliot is a different one because it has jalapenos. So that's going to knock some people off of the list. Um, so that makes sense. But anyway, I'm just saying Toothless was a, was a great, great smeller. <laughs> it was, it smelled very good, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a great seller. Um, for sure. And if you guys can find it, I would snag a bottle. Uh, we still have some at the mead hall as of recording, but it is moving super fast. And, uh, so you might be able to find some at your local retailer in Arizona. Uh, but if you want to order it online, it is, it's Dunzo's. Um, so you gotta, you gotta search for it. Um, but I will throw to our Meadcast listeners a little, little hint that, um, you might be able around the holidays to yeah, that's all I'll say. Right there. Right there. Yeah. 
joy to the world. Um, cool. Uh, any anything stand out when you guys were were making this? Um, did the yuzu uh, juice that you added um, was it a surprise? Was it a weird color? I don't know. Is there anything? I mean, it was a lot sweeter than I thought it would be. Oh, but okay. I guess again, the only experience I had before was uh, yuzu and like a soy sauce base. So you're getting a lot of that like salty umami you know, more complimenting fish and sushi overall. So it's not like I've ever had pure yuzu, but mm. yeah, I, I thought it was going to be more like a grapefruit, you know, a little more tart and astringent, but still pretty sweet overall. Mm, interesting. And Clint, you agreed with that? Yeah. Um, mostly what I got out of it was just like the sort of orange and lemon sort of flavor with like that sort of weird grapefruit after flavor mm. right at the beginning. And so when I first tasted it, I was like, Rrr? <laughs> this is this is a mixture of different types of citrus. This is this can't be one fruit. Huh. But yeah. I wonder if that if it that actually is the case with the yuzu if it was like a hybrid of different citruses or if it just kind of came up on its own. Anyone know anything about that? <laughs> yeah. How, how comes the research? <laughs> get get right Furious on Furious tapping in the background. Yeah. <laughs> On something that looks like a calculator. Um, <laughs> don't know how you're gonna get the answer. Oh, turn it upside down. Look, says <laughs> boobies. <laughs> um, yeah, did everything go pretty smoothly with with this one, Charlie? Uh, process was pretty straightforward on this. Yeah, uh, we definitely had to go back and add more tea on mm. this one more than the other ones. Uh, just. You know, like we said before, start small, um, started small and was like, nope, not enough. Add more tea. Went through that process more than a few times on this one. But I think what we ended up with was a nice balance. And uh, I know personally, uh, there's a song out there called Earl Grey and Chamomile by a band called Dada. It's <laughs> Pretty obscure, but uh, I was a huge fan of them back in the 90s. And it was just going through my head the whole time I was making these. Uh, this is kind of a, uh, talking about uh, a guy and his girlfriend are as different as Earl Grey and Chamomile. And so mm. that was their preferred teas, one really strong, one lighter, more of a nighttime thing. So, nice. hey, you know, just a little side note. Check out the song. I love it. No, you saw me just write that down. I was like, I gotta look up that. Uh, Charlie's always good for those obscure, obscure songs and, <laughs> and bands. Um, but that's a great little reference too. Yeah, Earl Grey uh, and Chamomile. If some, if I had to listen to that, if I had listened to that song earlier, I wouldn't have been so confused thinking Earl Grey was a nighttime tea because mm -hmm. I would have known that the the difference there. Um, and so, what do we got over there, Chris? So, a couple tidbits. Ah. So, believed to have originate, originated in central China as a hybrid of a mandarin orange and, uh, you know, here's pronunciation, uh, Yicheng Papeda, huh. which obviously we can see it, but oh. if you describe that to the listeners, maybe like a weird wrinkly lime. A big fat wrinkly lime, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost like a durian without the spikes. Slow, go, slow growing species, characteristic lemon scented, um, but on the bottom here it says it is, um, with the exception of one other citrus, one of the hardiest citrus plants in the world, tolerating both moderate frost and damp conditions. Mm. So I could see why they would try to uh, hybrid that with a mandarin just to make it, uh, you know, grow in different areas, different climates. Yeah, yeah, grab that rootstock and, and uh, splice it on something else. So that could maybe grow here in Flagstaff? I don't know, it's a yeah, moderate frost, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I think the uh, temperature range it set down to 17. 
Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Not here. 17 Fahrenheit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, duh. 17. <laughs> I think it was like negative seven Celsius or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> 17 Fahrenheit. Yeah. That's, we get below. Maybe you'd like the, what, the banana belt by, by Eldon um, around there could survive. But um, interesting. There you go. There's your, your tidbit on, on Yuzu. Um, and now you know. <laughs> yes. Do, 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 do. Yeah. There goes the star. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> Cool. Well, um, yeah. Any other final notes on onto this? Well, the artwork. Uh, so it's sitting here staring at me. Uh, the the label, and it is a it is a very close up of toothless of the dragon, and you can it basically your soul. yeah, it's staring at me. <laughs> um, and it's somewhat friendly, but it's like I'm friendly, but uh, I'll fuck you up. Um, and uh, it reminds me uh, of a cat, kind of. Like, cause it's got a little bit like the pupils are a little bit, um, in lines, the nose. Um, yeah, yeah. The nose and that, like a black cat with those yellow eyes. Um, and I think maybe does toothless as a character kind of have cat like characteristics at all. Con- I, I no. can't quite remember. No. I just remember yeah. is fast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fast cats are fast. Um, but again, nailing it with this artwork, um, and uh, hopefully we don't get nailed with any kind of a <laughs> lawsuit. But if we get a cease and desist, we will frame it and put it on the wall. Okay. Um, and then we'll just be like, are you kidding me? Have you seen craft beer labels? <laughs> so, but uh, again, uh, uh, the, oh, I almost said his name. He wants to say incognito, but our, our artist uh, who will be here. Right today, today, yeah, yeah flying in today. Yep. Um, and uh, he did a great job on all four of these labels. In fact, you can either at the Mead Hall or online order the label stickers. Uh, we created a four-pack of stickers that are the labels for these meads. And uh, you can actually buy them um, and, and keep those, whether you put them on like, you know, a cooler or an out, you know, garage fridge or, um, I don't know, whatever you want to do with them. Uh, they're, they're cool to have. Um, and we still have, we still have some left, um, and maybe a great little holiday gift, uh, coming up as well. If you already grabbed all four, you could buy the stickers too and give those away. Or maybe, like I said, a little hint coming near closer to the holidays, something might be available. Stay tuned on that. Um, yeah. Anything else on Toothless? I don't think so. Yeah, pretty straightforward, right? I mean, it's just yeah. a, it's a delicious meat. It's very popular. Uh, people love it. Um, it was cool to use that black tea. Uh, if you're drinking this at night, uh, be careful. If you're caffeine sensitive, mm-hmm. <laughs> it will give that nice, strong, uh, you know, wakey, wakey time punch. Yeah, switch to smog. <laughs> you switch over, yeah, to the nice, because uh, Rubos is caffeine free. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, switch, switch over. This toothless is more of a... Uh, Daytime. Uh, and, yeah, uh, a breakfast mead. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fitting because Smog is always the sleepy dragon anyway. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Sleeps on his gold. <laughs> he sleeps on his gold and then he's like, he opens up the eyeball and that light is like, like shines <laughs> over. He's like, who is in my lair? He's like, I'm sleepy, go away. And Meanwhile, then t- you look at the label on this one, it looks more like a, a black scaled horny toad, which we've never <laughs> seen those. It does. They like run like super quick as soon as you super come cl- uh, close to them. So. Yeah, yeah. And Prezi said he's fast in the movie too. He's like the fastest dragon. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Smog for sleepy and toothless for fast. Yeah, speaking of breakfast, one of the <laughs> tasting notes that I get from this now that it's been out for a little bit, mm. to me, I get Fruit Loops. Oh, from Toothless. Yeah. All right. Right yeah, on. Because you, know, yeah, you get I, a bunch of different that. fruit flavors. You know, That's if true. you've got 
Well, I mean, what what gotcha. uh, the what, green? Fr- what fruits are in there? Right? You yeah, got lime, like, lemon. But mm-hmm. like, there's the green and the and the yellow Fruit Loops yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what fruit tricks does. that kind of citrusy breakfasty. Yeah. Flavor. All right. Nice. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So you can have it with your with your tricks and your Fruit Loops. Um, man, I haven't had that in forever. Um, Cool. Well, thank you guys for for joining on all four episodes. If the listeners want to hear any of the other Dragon Mead series talks, uh, just uh, you know, scroll over and look at episode. Let's see if I can. It's episode thirty one, thirty two, thirty three, and now this is episode thirty four. So we're in the thirties. So uh, yeah, thanks for for listening. If you guys ever have any thoughts, suggestions, comments, or questions, you can uh, send them on any of our social platforms, or you can email uh, email me Nick at drinkinghornmeadery.com. Or one of the coolest things you could do, I really want people to, it'd be so fun to take advantage of this. You can leave us a voicemail and I will add it to the show. And you can either remain anonymous or or tell me you know who it is. But uh, you go to speakpipe.com slash drinking horn. So S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E, like a pipe you speak into, speakpipe dot com slash drinking horn and it's super easy you don't have to download anything you don't have to like do anything you just like click record you do it and it gets sent to us and we get a voicemail from you so if you're sitting there enjoying one of the dragon meads uh let us know about it if you have a memory from one of the movies that you want to share uh or a favorite part in one of the movies share that as well just anything we would love it um drunk dial us that'd be <laughs> great yeah just be goofy on here uh lord knows we are oh god <laughs> Um, but uh, cool. Well, thank you guys very much for, for joining. I know you guys are busy. Uh, get back to work here uh, after we're done with this. And uh, we've got to keep making the mead. Keep making the mead. Keep giving the people what they want. And holy cow, they want it. So, all right. Well, thanks again. And uh, we will see you guys on episode 35 or whichever episode you go to. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Drinking Horn Meadcast. 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 Meadcast.